Hi there, do you need leaves removed from your driveway? Have you got a weed problem? Your shrubs need pruning. Are you a lawyer for a newly defeated president whose fascist administration has accidentally hired a garden center to host a press conference on voter fraud? Then you need to pay us a visit here at Four Seasons Total Landscaping. Whether your lawn needs a bit of sprucing up, or if you just need a filthy, dirty parking lot next to an adult bookstore to host a spontaneous presidential campaign event because you've got a suburban garden center mixed up with a luxury hotel, we are here for you. We cater for everyone, from the amateur gardener who needs a little help with his perennial borders, to the inept Republican events organizer who can't tell the difference between a luxury conference room and a warehouse full of artificial turf. So if you need a range of landscaping ideas, or if you just desperately need a garage door for putting up some posters for a humiliating meteor circus that somehow crystallizes the hopeless incompetence of your shit for brains president, look no further than Four, Four Seasons, Seasons Total, Total landscaping. landscaping. Let's make landscaping total again. Free erotic magazine with every two pack of Wee Killer. Hello, everyone. It's a new world. It's a new morning. Whether you're in America, whether in Europe, no matter where you are, you know that it's a new day. Either that or it's the worst thing that ever happened. Either way, welcome to News of the World, a podcast that looks at news, maybe news you already heard, maybe news you haven't heard, but we look at it anyway. And to do so, you need two particular brains. Uh, I bring mine to the table. I am Bicycle Mark in Amsterdam. And in order to really complete this process, you need a second person, such as Tim Pritlove in Berlin. Hi, Tim. Hello, Mark. <laughs> do you feel different? Um, I wanted to ask you that question. <laughs> well, let me go first. So, uh, in a way, different compared to what? Uh, uh, compare, so for the time travelers who are listening to this podcast much later, today is November 10th, 2020. And that means that the election of November 2nd, I always forget what date, <laughs> has passed. And uh, it would appear that Donald Trump has lost to Joe Biden or Joe Biden has won against Donald Trump. Words are important these days. And uh, so the question is, Tim, do you feel different from before the election, before Joe Biden was president-elect? That's tense. It's, uh, yeah, I'm uh, generally in a good mood, but I also know that uh, it's not um, it's not for me to feel totally relieved and, and everything, you know, because it wasn't as pressuring for me as it was for all those people in the US or out of the US who are <laughs> somehow <laughs> bought into this uh, this concept. Like mm -hmm. you are at least a bit. Sure. Probably 50% sure. or I don't know if you yeah. can quantify it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, yeah, family, there's friends, there's a part of my life. Sure, sure. Yeah. So I think I, I feel good. I'm I'm happy. Uh, I'm happy that it all turned out fine. And I would have been very annoyed. However, <laughs> I wouldn't say I have uh, expected a landslide win maybe even if you look at those numbers it still is one i don't know that's something we need to discuss yeah. um i'm happy there's the majority we needed mm, but in a way after the first night 
went by, I thought, oh my God, how could this be so close? You know? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> We all know uh, how the counting went and you know what the dynamics behind this uh, were, but still, in in the end, we saw more people voting for Trump than for any other president ever who won. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the turnout was good. So in the end, it was enough for Biden. And it's still funny that you look at the system where it's clear who is winning the popular vote, but you still do not know who is winning the election. <laughs> That's, That's right. So strange. It's true, because certain states have extra power and certain states have less power to eventually elect uh, the president, regardless of who has the more popular, who is the more popular candidate, who gets more votes. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's an interesting and uh, mixed feeling kind of thing. Mostly it's a, it's a positive thing for people. Uh, obviously, if you've looked at news at all this week, you've seen either photos or video of celebrations, especially in where most people live, in big cities. There are lots of people who just are excited. Um, I have to admit, I'm also kind of excited just at a new... So we're used to, at this point, I think, uh, as hard it is, as it is to get used to, we're used to Trump's thing. It's still annoying, but it's sort of, it's just noise in the background that you're used to. You're used to him coming out and always being, everything's going awesome, he's the coolest. This, finally, after four years, is different. Uh, this is him trying to say he's cool and everything's great, but nobody listening or just the answer is so loud, which is you actually lost, which is uh, we're moving on already. Other countries saying, hey, congrats, Joe Biden. I mean, it's fun to see Trump either angry or struggling because the man never seems to struggle, perhaps in his whole life. Um, so I'm kind of excited at a possible struggling Trump if that's if that's really a thing, like if we can, <laughs> will this man who's so wealthy and has everything he needs, obviously, and more, will he really ever struggle? But this is the closest we've ever come, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Since the failure of his uh, many um, businesses in New Jersey and such. I mean, even then he acted like, no, no, I meant to fail. Uh, so even now he has not yet shifted to I meant to fail. He's currently on this date in the I didn't lose uh, voter fraud, voter fraud, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm excited in the sense of it's fun to finally have a break from these four years, uh, where it's, it was pretty tiring. Yeah. And it and, could be a very entertaining slow death. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Now on the other side, many people will remind us that it could be a very scary, uh, end of a presidency. So we'll talk about that yet today. Mm -hmm. So that's perhaps why, and you also started by saying, um, it's it's a bit mixed feelings. I mean, one, I think you and, and I, uh, though we have different nationalities, I think we both were mentally prepared for four more years of Trump. I know I was. I was prepared. Like, I yeah. know what the country is capable of, and they are capable, as we've seen in the numbers. They could have elected this guy again. <laughs> They've certainly done it once. Um, but in the end, they, they didn't. And it appears like that's going to stick. Although that is one of the open questions everybody's looking to in the next, I guess the next month, this could drag on. Yeah, although the numbers are pretty clear right now, if you look at the remaining votes, the only thing that's open somehow is Georgia, but this wouldn't be uh, 
a decisive uh, number. So uh, currently, as we speak, there is a vote margin of 12,337 votes in favor of Biden. And But it's unknown, interesting, unknown how many votes are remaining. It used to be around 900 a while ago. <laughs> Uh, and it changed to unknown. So I don't know what this means, but I'd say it's pretty probable that Georgia is uh, going blue uh, as well, which in itself is interesting uh, news, probably uh, even worth uh, talking about as well. And he won Nevada, he won uh, Arizona. That's That's perfectly clear now and uh, Pennsylvania so all those deciding states so in the end it actually looks like he's getting the same result as Trump got last time yeah like exactly yeah. the same yeah and a lot of people find that interesting if we you know if people always try to use Trump's own words against him which never really works not not in terms of reaching him but still he of course said that when he was elected it was a landslide it was a beautiful the best victory ever and it's fun now to look and say, well, look, Joe Biden has won with the same amount of electoral votes. So is he also landsliding and biggest victory ever? I mean, obviously, we know in terms of actual numbers, that's not the case. But, you know, if we want to use the Trump strategy in reverse, <laughs> you could. Mm -hmm. um, and that's something that a lot of people are going to try to do. I hate to uh, break it to them. It's not going to be as fun. It just isn't. But some people will enjoy the next year or so of using Trump's words against him. Uh, I don't get much joy out of it because it just doesn't affect the man. Yeah, but uh, I mean, uh, if if there's anything out of this where people can have joy, you know, let them have it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. They have endured this yeah. this time too long. And um, so, yeah, it's, I mean, it's uh, up to them. Psychologically necessary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So we're still waiting on even now, and I'm not sure it could go for a while. We're waiting on, as you said, uh, Georgia, uh, North Carolina officially, and Alaska officially. They have the slowest count I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this morning I looked, they were at like 58% counted. Like that, that's slow, but I suppose they have, a, you know, a two person team on the job. Yeah, but it doesn't Alaska. matter. I mean, it's going to Trump and that's it, and then, and then yeah. it's gone. Yeah. True, true. Uh, so, but in the meantime, the big question, of course, is, um, you know, Trump has lawyered up. I mean, he's always lawyered up. That's been his thing long before he was president. I, as a journalist, used to, part of my job in New York was to go digging in court records uh, for bankruptcies. And I can honestly tell you, it was pretty, like once a week, I would find a bankruptcy that involved Donald Trump's name in some way or in association with someone who declared bankruptcy in some business venture. And now as president, even here at the end of his presidency, he is standing behind his legal uh, strategy, which is uh, lawsuits that or, or, or legal challenges that say something was wrong with the counting. Um, he uh, This morning, I briefly read some of the headlines about him mobilizing the justice system and now we get towards what's a little bit scary uh, with the fact that he's still president for another two months, more or less, uh, and that he has the power of the president. So he can try to push the Justice, Justice Department to investigate something. And it looks like Barr is going to do it. 
Um, and I say this because his cabinet doesn't always do what he wants. You know, <laughs> we've just had this week, his defense minister was fired and that uh, Esper, Mark Esper, had been one of the few people recently to say no when Trump asked him to send troops into Washington, D.C. to calm the protests, to qualm, to put down the protests. So, you know, sometimes his people don't do exactly what he wants because what he wants is so uh, out there, uh, dangerous. But in this case, it looks like Barr, uh, I don't know how far they'll go, but they're going to use the resources of the Justice Department to investigate, quote, voter fraud. <laughs> Take that as you will. And uh, yeah, and I think that's in at least four states, uh, but I'm not sure because everyone says some of these cases are pretty flimsy. So what do you think, uh, what the chances are? I mean, it's not about, re I mean, from what I've read and, and seen and talked about, uh, it's pretty um, improbable that any of these lawsuits will actually turn out results it's in my view it's all about setting the stage for a discussion and mm. uh, talking to those uh so-called base you know mm -hmm. that they believe that something fishy is going on yeah yeah and and some of the yeah this is very much about you know feeding Uh, the story, making sure that the story that Trump has created has something. He wants to put something behind it. So let's, you know, if they can dig up something really small. I mean, one of the things they were harping on, and they probably always will harp on, was the fact that, so you have observers from both parties that are allowed to be present in the counting rooms, let's call them. While people are counting, they can stand, I don't know, in American terms, I think it's six feet, something like that. It's It's a distance. You can't exactly read every name on the ballot, I'm sure. But you can see a person holding up a paper, putting it through a machine. And uh, their their insistence, at least in, I think in Pennsylvania, was people were standing much further. They weren't allowed to stand closer. So this is a violation of the observation of the vote. Others were saying they weren't allowing observers because the Republican Party sent out a lot of panic messages the last <laughs> week or so. And one of them was, I think it was from Michigan, go to the counting place and observe because they're not letting observers in. Turns out there were observers in there, uh, officially accredited observers. But uh, what the Republican Party had done was invited sort of or left it open for regular people just to show up and start demanding to have access, which is not how this is done. You can't have crowds of people standing in a room with you. Um, I know in Philadelphia, it got so bad. Uh, one of the images of a vote counter got out, uh, went on Twitter, and they they doxed him. They found his name. They found they published his address, license plate. This man cannot drive, cannot go home. I mean, th this is how far some of this counting drama has gone. But there, you know, the Republican Party insists that the way they're supposed to be allowed to observe to see if something weird is going on has not been respected. And then the other stuff they've added days after the election, things like dead people have voted. Now, this is actually a very old um, slogan that's used uh, in Florida. I remember in 2000, the insistence that dead people had voted for Gore. This is a strategy you can pull out every few years and people tend to forget. So they, when they hear it, they're like, what? They're also saying children could have voted. 
Uh, Trump I mean, is very. If I, I look at those yeah. zombies that are attending Trump rallies, yeah, it's zombies pr voted. Pretty obvious that people voted. <laughs> well, listen, it's not actually. I mean, if you voted on, a, sorry, it's been mail-in voting, right? So you could have voted a month ago. You may be dead. Your vote still counts. Just because you died since the time you sent in the vote. <laughs> this whole logic doesn't really point. Yeah, work. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. If you were alive when you voted, I there's no legal grounds for uh -huh. you. <laughs> and uh, to, you know, to every what, year. what time distance are you allowed to die <laughs> before you lose your vote? <laughs> yeah. When yeah. Do, when when is it? We need to get a lawyer on here to really tell yeah, us. That's interesting. But mm. what they're insisting, and so Trump has, of course, as we've covered on this podcast, this fine podcast has said, Trump is saying fraud, of course, long before anything happened. And one of his gripes, I use all these terms, gripes and uh, harping. Uh, one of his gripes is that uh, in some counties, you mail the ballot to people uh, just automatically because you're a registered voter. So I'm a registered voter. And even in the Netherlands, oh, well, I get via email, sometimes I get it in the mail, I get a, a form that reminds me to ask for a ballot. Or in this case, I think this year, I just, I got via email a ballot, you know, that I could fill out and send. I could only send one, they check if it's me, um, or they try to check anyway. <laughs> so what he's saying is it's not right that they're just sending out ballots to anyone, even if you didn't ask. And then he adds to it that if someone in your house gets a hold of it, like a child, they could fill it out. And so maybe underage people voted fraudulently. This is going to be impossible to prove. It's also a really far-fetched theory that kids all over, like in four states, were organized in such a manner that they could in large numbers vote for Biden and send in fraudulent ballots. I mean, the conspiracy behind this is massive and basically impossible yeah it could be the kids uh, are voting for trump too i mean yeah yeah, yeah that's right <laughs> they would have you hung out oh sorry you have kids no. never mind <laughs> i know kids in the city of amsterdam that would do it just because they think it would be fun <laughs> they would vote for annoying the i know parents, plenty yeah. of others who wouldn't but yeah uh, so this is part of his sort of array of complaints and they're pursuing it again i think in four states not coincidentally, there are four states that would have made a difference, obviously, for Trump. Um, the the wise and, and all benevolent uh, uh, Rudy Giuliani has said it could be more states, you know, and people are really at least the base of the, I don't know if it's the Republican Party anymore, but it's certainly of Trump supporters. And that's an interesting development here, a possible split. But until now, they, they believe his language. And, you know, Trump still is using language that people could follow. For example, if everybody remembers, the day, the morning after the election, you would have woken up and you would have seen Trump in the lead overall, um, at least in terms of electoral ballots. And then, of course, in the days that followed, as votes were counted, because in many states you couldn't start voting until election day or even later. So it, we, we should have known from the beginning it was going to take time. You sh even reporting what was voted so far is kind of irresponsible because it gives a, a strange picture. I also, Wednesday morning, day after the election, I thought, this is lost. This is badly lost. And I didn't realize, of course, with mail-in ballots, uh, that's going to take time because we're so used to in-person ballot, uh, in-person voting, next day, you more or less have a result. There have been times where it didn't happen, but overall, 
the whole American structure, the media especially, is designed for this. They want you to be tuned in the night of the election, the morning after, because they, first of all, they, it's a business. They want people to be watching. And so, as you know, they stretched it out this year. Um, but the truth was you were never going to have an accurate number the morning after election day. They should have never, they, we shouldn't even call it the morning after election day. We should call it the sort of the waiting days and not give the numbers because Trump looked at that. Many average people looked at that and said, okay, Trump's winning. Of course, those who like him said, great. One, two, three days later, every day that passes, Biden is catching up. Look, if you don't want Biden to win, and if you're just observing, you might find this to be strange. How could that be? The number they gave us, the counts, the day of the election and the day after show Trump winning. So there's some very like childish, I don't want to say childish, there's some basic logic that someone could cling on to here that says, but isn't it strange? Days after, that's only when Biden started to win. But of course, it's because of the way votes were counted this year. It's different from every other year. This is a very different year. So I don't think, you know, Trump supporters are completely out of nowhere with this. It's just that they're clinging on to something that doesn't really fit what actually was going on. Uh, and I, so I'm blaming the media in some part here. And I think it's, you know, part of that classic business model. You want people to watch. And I don't know about you, Tim. I was trying not to, but I was refreshing stupid websites with numbers multiple times in one morning when, you know, it, it was annoying. I, I felt myself annoyed with myself over this. Like, why am I At doing least this? I waited a few days until I started doing that. <laughs> <laughs> should have recommended that. <laughs> yeah, uh, there was just no, no, no point in uh, looking at the results so early. But then it got really interesting. I mean, it was, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he, he, you know, he doesn't have a, a legal case that's going to last, I don't think, but he's, he's putting resources into it, including the U.S. government resources. That's significant. Mm -hmm. um, that's scary. You know, they could find something just for the sake of finding something. And even if it doesn't change the result, it could discredit this election in the eyes of, let's say, millions of people for a very long time. Now, you could say it's too late. They already, it's already been discredited for them. They're not going to change their mind. So what you get now is a Biden coming in, Trump somehow on his way out. Maybe we should talk about that further in detail. And for the next months to years, uh, how many voters did, did Trump have? Let's say a large percentage of those millions is never going to believe, not just, you know, in Joe Biden in, in terms of politics, but they're not going to see him as legitimate. And, you know, look on the so-called left, we always called George W. Bush an illegitimate president for eight years because he didn't win that first election, but it was court decided. As Rudy Giuliani said in front of a very famous, now famous monument in Northern Philadelphia, uh, the media doesn't decide elections, voters don't decide elections, courts do. <laughs> and that's what happened in 2000, and they're hoping that's what happens now. Now, he said that between a fire extinguisher and a garden hose, uh, so that's significant too. Yeah, we, we, at this point, we definitely need to uh, name our sponsor this time. It's uh, Four Seasons Total Landscaping. Uh, Ooh, beautiful so northern Philadelphia. This story, I mean, this is just so refreshing. I mean, what the hell? I mean, <laughs> I that, that, this, uh, that this government, this administration is really struck with incompetence on all levels you know it's it's nothing new but you would assume that at least they are capable of booking a hotel so he, what happened is that 
They wanted to do a press conference and of course at a hotel because that's what Trump is doing. I looked it up. There seems to be no Trump hotel in Pennsylvania, but they wanted mm. to do it there. Yeah. So <laughs> somebody must have come up with like, what's the biggest hotel there was like <laughs> the most glorious golden plated hotel that we could think of. And they came up with the Four Seasons Hotel. And then who did they ask to book this thing? I think it was Corey Lewandowski, the, the campaign manager, I think. Um, but, you know, probably he designates it as a task for someone under him. So it's probably some intern, you know, in the end. But these things get passed down and passed down. <laughs> so they don't get the Four Seasons Hotel, which is a very uh, luxurious chain. Wherever you live, there might be a Four Seasons as well. Um, instead, they book in an industrial zone of northern philadelphia they get uh four seasons total landscaping which is as it sounds a landscaping company not small potatoes huh they've got the contract for i believe philadelphia's airport that's that's significant huge <laughs> um and of course as it goes in a lot of industrial areas in our world it's uh you know it's next door to a crematorium and uh a, a porn uh shop uh, you know, book, adult bookstore, excuse me, <laughs> excuse me. Yes. And uh, and so if you watch the press conference, first of all, Trump doesn't show up. I mean, what, he's, at this he's point, sad. I mean, so somebody booked, somebody called this landscaping company. And yes. If you, I, I, have you looked it up on? on oh, yes. I, I have, on, on, on Google. Uh, have Earth. I? I have a look. I mean, I've this is just views. like the most I've... industrial. Well, industrial is probably not the right term it's like nah. small companies sure you That's, know that needs space and then gotta mess with like you know cars and and dirty dirty industry not well porn too but i mean like in terms of getting your hands dirty <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, it's one of those forgotten areas you know that nobody really cares about sure. next to a highway and it's probably noisy well, too so yeah, and and allegedly the because you got to have an excuse as to why this happens. <laughs> the Trump administration eventually, when they realized this had gotten so out of hand on the internet, trending and such on Twitter, they say that security-wise, it was conveniently located to the highway, and uh, <laughs> in terms of profile, it's a great American business. <laughs> now, Four Seasons Total Landscaping, uh, which is run by it's a, they say family-run, but it's also female-run. Uh, I think it's all women. And uh, they say that they basically, you know, they like to promote uh, work and American businesses, and they would have held a press conference for any candidate, any election. Um, so don't they don't want to be pegged as Trump supporters. They've since released a T-shirt uh, or, or now sweatshirt. Also that is, yeah, the stickers are out. Hats are coming. And they say things like uh, make America rake again. And there's a picture of a rake. Um, and Lord then the bottom slogan. And order. Lawn and order. <laughs> and they even had a message on Facebook yesterday that they're very busy. <laughs> that they're getting, they had a tinfoil hat uh, logo <laughs> with Philadelphia's mascot, uh, or at least the, the, the mascot for this election. And they say they're getting a lot of calls from conspiracy theorists. Um, and they say that they're a bit busy, so please forgive them if they don't get back to you uh, within 24 hours, but they're trying to maintain lawn and order during this very busy time. 
<laughs> These people are very funny. Yeah. <laughs> and I've seen other landscaping companies uh, setting up signs with like, book your press conference here. <laughs> yep. So what's great also, and I really love the way a lot of journalists on my Twitter, there's at least one account from The Independent in the UK. I thought it was one of the best. Uh, the you know the international press besides lo uh, domestic press international press still has a right and is part of the White House press pool they go wherever the White House lets them <laughs> and then they travel together so it's funny to imagine because it happened international journalists who are now told like okay there's a press conference and they're used to you know it's been four years they go to as you said hotels the last pe press conference apparently by the lawyers was outside of the convention center. And actually, they couldn't. This is also interesting. They were trying to make statements about the voter fraud, and they couldn't be heard because some DJ pulled up in like a mobile DJ setup and he blasted Beyonce. <laughs> so I've watched that press conference. You can't hear anything but Beyonce. <laughs> um, so, so, you know, it may not have been completely by accident. They may have wanted to go to somewhere so weird that nobody would interrupt. Um, so, so they. The, the journalist from The Independent describes, you know, the, the journalists from so many different countries uh, coming to this industrial park a bit confused as they're led into a parking lot where there's a garage door and the garage door is covered in Trump Pence signs. And next door, of course, the, the adult bookstore. And there's a man in his underwear with a Trump flag uh, standing <laughs> over a tank who's uh, talking about the votes and, and uh, I don't know, quantum banking or whatever. Um, so, so there's all kinds of crazy people that have showed up, but there's also the international journalists who are not used to this kind. Of, I mean, they've seen some shit, but they're not used to this level of it. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, this was right when it was announced that Biden had, was being projected as the winner by all the networks. And so Giuliani, who's a weirdo in his own right and getting weirder by the year. Obviously, you've all seen the Borat film where mm -hmm. he stars. And so Giuliani is there representing uh, the Trump administration saying, you know, fraud is fraud, fraud, fraud. We're going to fight this. This is not over. He doesn't know that the networks have called it. And, and it matters. You can see that it matters to him. And one of the journalists asks, did you hear or are you aware? Because it had just happened. And and uh, Giuliani goes, kind of in doubt, but he goes like, no, but um, what network? And they all, all the journalists go, all of them. And Giuliani suddenly, like he was struck with the Holy Spirit, raises his hands up and looks up at the sky and says, oh, he's actually kind of funny, but he says, oh, all the networks, oh my, you know, and he, he exaggerates how touched he is about all this. <laughs> and that's when he says like, networks don't decide elections, uh, vote counts or something don't decide elections, courts decide elections, <laughs> <laughs> which is a funny statement. <laughs> oh man. That's yeah. so funny. Oh, it's crazy. It's just crazy. And journalists tweeting saying, I'm here at dot, 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 four seasons, total landscape. They just kept saying it like, <laughs> you know, and then they, they start really decorating it. It's such a fun journalistic time. Like this campaign started on the golden, I don't know, steps of Trump Tower and it ends in front of the garage at four seasons, total landscaping. <laughs> Which is probably now the most famous business in, in yes. Philadelphia. They're oh. probably going to do fine, not only on merchandising, but I think oh. it's just going to be so cool to to, yeah. to have them do the landscaping. 
Yes. I think, you know, they've had to navigate a little bit of hate thinking mm-hmm. that pe- that people saying that they're associated with Trump. But generally, I think, especially in Philadelphia, people are a lot of fun and they're going to love this for quite a while and make use of it. We were just saying in our garden here in Amsterdam, we would like a little plaque that says, you know, Four Seasons Total Landscaping with like a thumb up or something. <laughs> we just want to be associated. <laughs> Someone tweeted me that somewhere in Germany, there's a Four Seasons Total Landscaping and it has five stars on Google in case we need it because oh, really? the one in philadelphia until yesterday only had three um, <laughs> oh yeah my favorite review um it just said like as it happens with some businesses four seasons total landscaping they didn't provide the service i ordered they didn't pay or they didn't uh, something something they didn't pay me back for what i didn't get um very disappointed and then someone writes Underneath, I can see why the Trump administration chose this. <laughs> it's just their style. You know, don't pay their bills. Don't provide the services. Fits. <laughs> Yesterday, oh, uh, Four God. Seasons Total Landscaping, in keeping with their fantastic sense of humor, they released a desktop image of the garage oh, that's just that the you best. can now use for your meetings. For Zoom meetings. Yeah, yes. that's just yes. the, the best. <laughs> I, I already it. downloaded it. <laughs> yeah, so, I, I mean, I, I, they put work into this. If you look at Google Earth, you know how how, how crappy their their yard is usually looking. They they really cleaned it up for this press conference. Yeah, yeah, it's it's amazing. It's so amazing. <laughs> Um, so, you know, there we go. I mean, it would have been funnier if Trump had showed up, probably, because <laughs> he would have found it weird. But this was pretty great. Pretty great. Um, so this is the gift that keeps on giving on the Internet. Um, we'll see, you know, some people. Oh, yeah. Saturday Night Live had a, at least a partial sketch where they, during the news they had uh, Kate McKinnon playing Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> and uh, she, I think, I have to watch it again, but she at one point says, like, I just came from the beautiful, wonderful Four Seasons total landscaping. I love it there. You know, and so they just kind of quickly referred to it because it was the same day. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, you know, for me, it comforts. I get comfort from this because it shows that even with all the power and the uh, might of the American government. I mean, it's still just a clown car of of people and decisions, and it's a mess. Like, it's really... <laughs> yeah. Like, you know. And I'm not so sure um, if they will recover from this. I mean, I'm always optimistic, you know, when it comes to things like future. Um, and I think this train wreck is so big that yeah. it will be very difficult to to recover i mean it looks still looks that they're strong you know but right now for two months they're still the untouchables and that might change quickly once this phase is over and trump is going to have a ton of lawsuits to fight and yeah. he can't use government money anymore and I don't. <laughs> and, and even if he has made money from this, I'm pretty sure they've all spent it, and they still have lots of debt to to pay back. And <laughs> I'm not so sure that people are still willing to give him money, except for like those poor Could souls who, who still think that they need to give their money to him to yeah. to, to yeah. fight stuff. You know, yeah. I mean, they've been sending out these emails, basically begging people to give money, and in the fine print, they were noting that part of this donation is going to pay uh, other debt you know 
Oh, is that not? <laughs> oh, so that's yeah. just so amazing. I mean, when you're saying untouchable, you mentioned Trump. I mean, are you thinking here this family or this party? Well, first of all, they have a lot of protection just because he is president, because he is in power. And once that power is taken away from him, which is going to happen, <laughs> pretty sure, um, then things change. You know, then I, I think many, many, many lawsuits. I mean, he can't even pardon himself. I mean, that's <laughs> another question if you can pardon yourself. But he's going to try everything, you know. He's going to try to build up a wall. <laughs> uh, mm. Finally, a wall he's actually going to uh, try to build that, you know, somehow protects him from whatever is coming. But he doesn't know what's coming. We don't know. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see that in February that, you know, lawsuits are being filed new allegations coming up, new um, <clears throat> insights in what uh, the the FBI might be uh, after, what the tax evasion uh, is uh, <laughs> going to cause in, in consequences. And right now everybody's just holding still. And then this is a wave that he has to deal with and his family without money, with hotels not doing great in these times. <laughs> you know, that's also funny that, that he caused this pandemic to... Yeah. yeah it, hurts so, him. So it hurts him as well. I mean, it's, it's hurting everybody and it's killing people, but it's also hurting his core business. That's mm. so amazing. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think the Trump family will have money problems, uh, despite what they owe. I, I, and I think that's what isolates them from trouble. Mm -hmm. But we'll see. We'll see. Many people uh, have, have actively told me on Twitter, you know, no, no, no. You know, for example, the uh, what is it? The district in uh, Eastern District in New York, you know, with their existing already legal actions against him. Once he's no longer president, they can really turn it up. A lot of people believe it is possible. It is happening. Obviously, I've put myself out there as a skeptic just because of history. I know Trump is always an exception, but I've just never seen a former president really be pursued. I don't know why, because <laughs> there's grounds, there has been grounds, but uh, let's see what happens here. It is possible. Obviously, he'd be afraid of that. At the same time, and, and this is why I asked you the question, Tim, about, you know, are you thinking here party or family? There is some signs of this break. It's early, but uh, between Trump and the Republican Party. Now, I say this on the day where, I mean, even the Washington Post is saying Republicans still, uh, you know, want the recounts and the, and the court cases. You know, they're still with him for now. But what I found interesting is the few Republicans or the growing number who are criticizing the idea of not like just accepting. Um, and uh, very fascinating to me that Fox news has had more than one incident where they are not going with the trump administration As a matter of fact they're angering the trump administration by accepting the election result or by not allowing the trump family or the trump uh, administration to speak on their network that says something to me about not being united and not wanting to protect him anymore so that, that goes more with what you're saying yeah i mean this brings in Rupert Murdoch, who seems to be behind everything. I mean, uh, he's not, his only agenda seems to be maximum power for himself, you know, and his business. And that's why he keeps buying newspapers around the world and media outlets of all kinds and building up uh, TV uh, organizations like Fox News. 
just to spit out all the propaganda that works in his favor. And that's nothing new. And I think could be that Trump will be dumped just because he was, you know, a useful tool <laughs> for him. But now it's just too expensive to, to still support him. And, and they think that it would be much easier to somehow make use of all those idiots he has formed and, 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 and fed uh, with somebody else who is still who is capable of you know using these uh, fascist tendencies and, and, and they've tried uh, so many things Trump has pushed the envelope so far that they can sort of you know choose their next uh, wannabe uh, dictator which then is probably acting this uh, a lot better than 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 Trump You know, mm -hmm. somebody who's really dangerous, who's really in control and can, can really move things uh, forward and not in this in incredible laughable and... and, and yeah, uh, yeah. I find, I mean, his, his family members, we've discussed, like, I think that the Trump family has a chance here of becoming a sort of political family that stays with us for, for years. I'm not saying I like that, but, um, you know, Ivanka has a way she could she could become someone and, and become somehow more palatable to some, uh, what do you call them, middle middle sort of political center right. Um, but even Trump's son, right, Donald Jr., who, who is maybe louder and crueler than, than his father, um, if that's possible. Also, I think he, he wants a career in politics because he, he really likes the power. I mean, these, these people have enjoyed so much these uh having these supporters and and they're emboldened and empowered by them so yeah i think you know they're going to be back unless such a scandal comes out that and and their father actually gets uh prosecuted but uh, i don't even know they might separate themselves yeah yeah i'm looking you, at these kids like hmm. i mean it's not only about him i mean he might be protected by this weird notion that that you you don't go after the old president which I'm not so sure about. But then all those, his cronies have a, a, a lot to fear. You know, Rudy Giuliani, I mean, is he going <laughs> to survive this? I'm not so sure. There is an investigation, yeah. Yeah, there well, are, yeah, yeah. So there's uh, so many investigations going on and uh, he can only um, pardon those who are actually already in jail and he mm. already did that. So, and, and new allegations can be brought up against those who have been also already taken to prison. So, yeah, I wouldn't be too pessimistic about this. I think there are lots of uh, ways that the new administration can, can, can make use of it. Or like, not the administration, but like the courts being, you know, left from this uh, weird stranglehold of Bill Barr that they couldn't actually do the justice that, that it needs to be done. But I mean, also in the background with all this is, and we should acknowledge it because it's this first podcast since the election, a relatively good election result for the Republicans. And I say that in the context of it was thought because we saw it two years ago that this was going to be a major loss uh, there. You know, we've been, you and I have been talking a lot about the possible seats that were going to be gained uh, in the Senate There was an expectation to even expand the bit uh, for the Democrats in the House. Didn't happen. I mean, uh, the Senate has moved slightly, but it is not 
what I, I'll put myself in here, thought would happen in terms of just moving more uh, away from Republicans. Uh, you know, all these races that we were looking at <laughs> pretty much turned out to be Republican winners. You know, our, our dear Susan Collins oh. held on to it. Yeah. Um, well, uh, in South Carolina, I mean, Lindsey Graham. Yeah, in. but then there is Georgia. That's it. So well, those I mean, two races, that's something we uh, have to yeah. tell. And um, there's two flips, right? There's Colorado is a flip for a Democrat. Um, I'm missing another, I think. Uh, but yeah, yeah. It, it, it just hasn't been, uh, uh, they're using the term. No, I think one wave. is flipped and two are still open. Okay. So the yeah. two seats in, in, in Georgia, yeah. um, there is a re Republican majority of votes. But in order to win the seat, you need the absolute majority. So they didn't get to 50%. They only got to 49 something. Yeah. That means there's going to be, um, how do you call this? The second? As a runoff. A runoff. runoff. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah. It, that's going to be January. in January. So this is in Georgia, which is usually very Republican, but we've just seen a win for Biden in Georgia. Very yep. close, yep. but it was powered by the activity of the last candidate for uh, governor. Um, what's the name again? Uh, I know exactly who you're talking about, uh, uh, but it's now slipping my brain. Uh, Abrams, Stacey Abrams. So, yeah, right. So Stacey Abrams has been a major force in Georgia with mobilizing the vote. And she's credited with uh, including the, the getting of votes for, for Biden, uh, the state going for Biden. So, yeah, he made, definitely a big She, she made 800,000 people sign up, re registered to vote that haven't voted before. Right? Oh, wow. Didn't know that. Hmm. 800,000. <laughs> and, and and you know what she's going to do in the next two months? Work, 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 work. Work, work, yeah. work, work, work. She's going yeah. to uh, fight this. So I wouldn't say it's totally out of question with all the focus on this, where everybody now knows what it means. Because what yeah. it means is if those two seats would be won by the Democratic candidate, we would have basically a 50-50 Senate. Which in the end means if there is a decision to be made, and Amala. it's it's uh, the vice president who is uh, in the end deciding, and that could be groundbreaking. Yeah, so uh, this and, and is probably the most important vote next year. Definitely, definitely. Uh, it, but my original, uh, and that that is in the end, it, it's going to be what matters. Um, but it is for Republicans a pretty good election pretty pretty good because it was supposed to be much worse and yeah. there that you know if if you're uh, not a fan of the republican party i think it's concerning uh they still maintained a lot of power including in the senate regardless of what happens now there you know it could have been should have been much worse uh, oh yeah they even won some seats back in the house i guess yeah 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 unexpectedly um, so it's just, I consider that really unfortunate, especially with the money and the resources spent in some states. Um, I really thought maybe Susan Collins would finally lose. I thought, well, I hoped that Lindsey Graham would just lose because I liked, uh, his opponent so much. Uh, you know, we knew McConnell would win, but still hoping to <laughs> give him a really close race and they didn't. So it, it has not been a successful election. It's interesting. I was listening to a podcast yesterday 
which had a sort of Democrat voter and a Republican voter. But the Republican voter said, you know, I'm not a big Trump person. So he's a little maybe different from those who would be. Uh, and he says, look, I'm a fan of the party. I'm a conservative, but I'm not a fan of the, the president. I think this was a pretty good election for us. It should have been worse for what's been going on with this presidency. And we came out not destroyed. And I think that's very interesting. And that's also a possibility in the next few weeks. So far, they're sticking together. But Mitch McConnell is powerful just just the way things are. Obviously, if he has a president and if he has all the, if he, you know, both seats in Georgia, it's better for the Republican Party. But Mitch McConnell's career is going to be intact. As we've said, he's already done his greatest, uh, you know, thing with getting the, the his judge in. But um, at some point, he could break with Trump. They could start to separate themselves, not defend him, say, let's get on with it. But it hasn't happened yet. Yeah, it's true. But we have to uh, wait and see. Uh, yeah. I mean, even if there's a 50-50 situation, uh, not all Democrats are, you know, heavily left-leaning. They're pretty conservative. Uh, right. So, but... Yeah. Things could still move. We are not at the end of this, you know. If if there has been, uh, if there have been hope, it's still there. Yeah, <laughs> and it could be interesting too that, that Biden. Look, Biden is a moderate. I'm not a fan of that, but it could be useful in terms of getting a law, or getting something through the Senate. You could actually get a Republican or two to go with you. Maybe. I mean, let's see. Um, however, if the Republican Party holds on to this Trump uh, argument that this whole thing is corrupt and illegitimate, and uh, that's not going to be good, you know, if, if there's absolutely no dialogue. They, I see the, the, of course, on social media, you know, Biden will say we need to unite, has said it, regardless of who your party is. And then you see all the, the kick or the feedback saying, uh, well, you've been making fun of us for years. Uh, for four years and now we have to unite now you know and so a lot of people will stay bitter but it would really be useful i think also just for a country for neighbors to not be bitter over this election and you know if if um, more than a majority of people you know could actually accept it you know if trump supporters could could let it go and look forward to him as a mm, Trump TV mogul or whatever he's going to be next. You know, bring back The Apprentice and they can watch him and they'll forget how much they miss him as president or whatever. But uh, we're not there yet. We're just not there. We still have a long stretch of weeks to get through. Okay. So yeah. what do you make out of this result? What, what do you read out of this Uh, what does it tell us about the American psyche and in the state this country is in, especially, you know, with this European viewpoint, which you understand is, you know, we're shaking our heads constantly <laughs> about the overall situation and it's this weird love-hate relationship we have with America. Is there any news? In, in this? Is there anything, is there any movement? Is there anything, is it just that both parts have done their best and, and the, the open liberal part is slightly more capable of, uh, um, you know, demonstrating their power or it's just, there are just slightly more people? Mm, or are things I, changing? I mean, there have been other votes 
as it usually done. You know, once you've got the presidential election on a state level, you have other uh, things being voted on. So uh, I think in four states, uh, marijuana, even other drugs have been legalized, you know, yep. including New Jersey. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So and that's something. Yeah. Yeah. And there were other things like, uh, was it North Dakota or North Carolina oh. that actually, I think North Carolina, uh, where they removed the word slavery from the constitution or something like this. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. And there was something else with symbol. I forget which symbol. Missouri, but yeah. uh, Mississippi got a new flag. Of course, uh, the okay. confederation flag oh, was gone. So, but most of all, all, all those uh, decisions I saw were pretty liberal, you know, were pretty progressive huh. in, in, in themselves. And then that's something that goes along with this uh, yeah. election. Oh, that, that, hey, that flag has a flower in it. That's, I think that's nice. I'm not sure. I just saw it for the first time. Um, okay. Yeah. I, it's interesting what you, you point out. Um, yeah. There's a movement. I want to call it forward, but we could also call it for change for, for changing policies that were once thought unchangeable, whether it's drugs or uh, could be some other examples. Uh, a new flag maybe doesn't. Well, yeah, that says something. So you're right. There is this incremental uh, push forward. That is that is a very fascinating thing that should be acknowledged. Um, you know, you were making me think when you brought up the, the you know, we in Europe and the, the connection we have with the United States. I mean, you could argue that there, this vote says we want to be part of the world. Uh, we don't want to continue with this path of close close it all up. I don't care. You're on your own. America first and so forth. Though I don't know how predominant that was in people's votes, but sure, certainly it's there, you know, mm -hmm. especially in the big cities, people want to say to the rest of the world, Hey, we, we, you know, we, we care. We're, we're connected. We're with you still. Um, you know, even Canada and Trudeau has, has been very enthusiastic about Biden's win. You know, I think people, whether they're citizens or they're leaders of other countries are excited at the idea of having a country they could, a leader that they could talk to again and leadership that, that tries uh, to have, to come to agreements. <clears throat> so you're right. You know, there is something there. There is a sign of life here in the country. Now, it, it's also right up against the other millions of people who are voting based on something else, either uh, America first kind of thinking or um, conservative values. I mean, you know, things like uh, the right to choose or anti-abortion, abortion. I mean, that that is not necessarily moving forward in the United States. Um, I don't know about in this vote, but certainly over the last few years. So, yeah, in some areas, the United States does step forward. Drugs are a weird one because there's this element of capitalism in it where you make it into a business mm -hmm. and you take away some of the, um, the demonization for whatever reasons, religious or whatever. Um, so that has gone over better in the United States, but not everything has gone in that direction. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people including in my own family, were afraid of what happens with more time under a Trump administration, certainly with more time with Republicans when it comes to, for example, gay marriage or just the rights of LGBTQ. Um, so in that sense, people have voted in a way that says, no, no, it does matter. We do care. 
we are, you know, this battle continues to, you know, we're going to keep moving forward or at least protecting people and we're not going to go back on it. So that's, yeah, I think you could interpret something. Uh, it's just a pity, like you said at the start of the show, that it's not by an overwhelming majority, which would be nice, but it just isn't. Um, so that, yeah, yeah. Uh, anything else that this vote tells me? I I am still baffled at the... I understand partially where it comes from, but the, the big line between people who vote in person and people who voted by mail. Look, I get it. Trump said, don't trust the mail. So his voters went in person. Meanwhile, Democrats said, hey, be careful, coronavirus, vote by mail. And Democrats voted by mail, by and large. But I'm just impressed, like, really? Like, Republicans don't vote by mail? Of course, some do. It's just odd how divided even that issue became mm -hmm. um that's very confusing how people follow uh what is it the advice of a candidate or it's just so closely um strange strange i we're still seeing that right because the candidate makes a story of what's going on and the the followers believe it uh seemingly uh so it's uh it's that leaves me with an odd taste in my mouth when it comes to this election anything else look the fact that still so many people in the country do not want to be told that Donald Trump is a bad president, is a bad person, they don't want to hear it. And not only that, it motivated them to vote more for him than any other candidate in the past, not including Joe Biden this year. That says something too, you know, the whether it's a vote because they really like him or it's a vote that they don't like people telling them that they're dumb or that they have the wrong candidate or that they're crazy. Um, I don't know. I'm fascinated by that. I care. I was really recently told by one of my best friends that he, back in the US, he says, hey, you know what? Trump supporters now can just go away, go read their conspiracy theories. But I, I say, I don't know. You've got to you got to find a way to live with them, like next door to them, because there's tens of millions if the vote tells us anything. Uh, but we can't tell how loyal they are uh, and how much they're going to stick. No, with no, we, we, we can't tell. We can also, also can't tell what the psychological effect of all this Trumpism is going to be. I mean, I've just watched a, a thread on, on, on Twitter pointing to a um, board on Reddit, you know, uh, discussing... Or, well, it's a message board where people have been reporting the casualties that the QAnon conspiracy theory has uh, put on their families, you know, up to people, well, families splitting up because mm -hmm. they couldn't talk to each other anymore and including suicides, people mm -hmm. killing themselves because now they think that Biden is president they're going Take to come, come for her and you know kill her and then she rather killed herself and so these are really uh, desperate people in a way they are yeah. ill mentally ill uh, on, on a certain level and it's not sure how this could sus could be sustained for such a long time i mean in four years things are yeah. going to be again different and not very easily yeah, yeah 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 so th there is also something yes in my opinion very familiar about this you know when it wasn't the same but still when obama was elected there was such excitement for a better you know a better world and you know for eight years i don't know i think people 
we're pleased certainly with him as a president, depending on who you ask, obviously. But but those who, let's say, are Democrats certainly liked him. He's a popular Democrat. Uh, but, you know, eight years later, to our surprise, uh, the population would elect Trump. OK, four years later, they go, oh, this guy is bad enough that we, we're going to go for this other guy. But in four years, indeed, we could, you know, they could come back. They could hold on to this feeling, this anger. They could look at everything Biden does, no matter what it is, under the, the, the glasses that he's illegitimate. I mean, I, I'm still surprised, like, I, for, the, for the past few months, I've heard them calling the Biden family a crime family. That's one of the sort of Republican mm. Trump things. That is some weird stuff. And it, and the fact that it could stick, that people will keep saying that for years from now, like, oh, he's a criminal. His family are criminals. They they steal or whatever. Like, is this is this really going to stick? Like, this is going to be a thing you're going to believe for years that you're there's a crime family running. Yeah, that's something we, we, we don't know. Um, but in, in a way, one of the good things about this outcome is, especially for Europe, that it's going to have a significant mental impact on, on European countries. Hmm. First of all, the UK, of course. Um, Mr. Johnson <laughs> basically bet everything on having a deal with Trump, a weird magical uh, trade deal that will somehow save this totally failed project. Which it wouldn't have done anyway, but you know, at least this uh, ghost has also uh, disappeared now, and now they're facing reality for the first time. And it also might be a blowback to countries like Poland and and, and Hungary, yep. who sort of cling to this idea of uh, you know, a strong dictatorship and, and is the way yeah, it <laughs> yeah would be yeah. the way and also yep. talking to the people because now we're going to have four years of i mean it might be not easy and so on but at least we will see biden uh rebuild the um the department of um Foreign Affairs. State, yeah. Yeah, yeah the yep. State Department. Oh, yeah. Which oh, yeah. was bleeding, sure. really, people. You know, lots of talent was gone. And it's yeah. not going to be that easy to, to, to fill up all those uh, ranks and lost people, but some will return, new puns yeah. will come up, probably take yeah. half a year, but then uh, there's going to be foreign policy again. And it's, it's going to be like a real international uh, diplomacy uh, uh, again. And that's going to have an impact because that yeah. was lost. Yeah, I was I was pretty excited, Tim. I know it's on the world stage; it's not a big uh, example that that could change a lot of things. But I was excited for Cuba. Uh, just thinking that oh, we've yeah. almost forgotten. But four four years ago, uh, and certainly for the eight years under Obama, we were learning so much and having so, there was so much exchange with Cuba for the first time. And then Trump came and sort of shut the door with such <laughs> enthusiasm. And now we could see a return to, let's call it the Obama era Cuba policy, which personally I liked better. Um, you know, I, I like interaction and, and dialogue with the country. And yeah, so that, that, yeah, this is very interesting for, you know, we could look at all different countries. I know as a nation <laughs> and as a government, even in Germany, uh, people are certainly happier now in terms of having, you know, in relations with the U.S., um, than what was there before. Also interesting for Brazil, potentially, uh, because, you know, Bolsonaro's favorite person and certainly a role model has mm -hmm. been Trump. Uh, so I think this will embolden the opposition um, and uh, and he'll be a little more alone. 
you know, all, all the uh, so-called president sort of right wing, far right wing people will feel a little more lonely uh, after this man leaves. <laughs> yeah. <They> will. <laughs> so you're right. There is that. And that goes back to hope in that sense uh, and, and its impact on the world stage. Yeah. And it's also going to, we're all going to see, also going to see a, um, I would say, uh, a re-evaluation of uh, the, the, the UN. Yeah. Um, world Health Organization. World Health Organization, <laughs> UN in general, uh, like the rule of law on an international scale. Uh, the, the, uh, of course, the Climate uh, Pact of Paris is going to be rejoined like the moment uh, Joe Biden is taking the realm. So those are all good things and we're going to see lots of good things happening in a very short period of time, which could totally change the story. Yes. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I was looking at uh, Biden's um, coronavirus task force or whatever they're called. They probably don't use the word task force because that's what uh, Trump calls his. But uh, the team and, uh, you know, it consists of, by all measures, people who could do the job, uh, medical professionals from universities, some who have served under former presidents, Democrat and Republican. But what I see a lot of in, in Biden's... Um, Right now, it's mostly like transition team, possible people who fill certain jobs. It's a lot of people from the past, but also a lot of people from institutions that are specialists in this. And that would be considered completely standard. It's not particularly progressive. It's not, you know, innovative. But compared to the last four years, it's been a while, you know, since we've seen people like that. Also, it would be interesting to me how many former Obama administration people we start to see. Personally, I I always like to see new people um, in positions. Uh, I always feel a little bit odd if he's just going to go back and find the people from then and put them in different jobs. The word is that Biden wants one of the most diverse cabinets ever. And that's very interesting. That reminds me of Trudeau when he became mm -hmm. prime minister of Canada. Look, on the one hand, it's symbolic, but... I also think the symbolism means a lot these days and uh, could go a long way. Um, well, it could I, I actually like it. help as well. Yeah. I mean, it could be could be really helpful to, to tackle the problems because if you have an all-white, all-male um, cabinet, then you're not really aware of things. And I think Kamala Harris will just like enforce this. You know? mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, so I'm excited for the first time maybe ever to see this cabinet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, Would you expect a, a, Canadi a Canadian-style cabinet? Yeah, I do. I do, actually. And look, I mean, Trudeau has had his problems, and I know, like, once politics settles, reality also comes in, and, and you find the examples where you don't like the candidate so much, uh, the, the, then, well, in his case, prime minister. There are plenty of things to criticize with Trudeau, and they've come out over the years. But, uh, yeah, I expect a Canada-style uh, cabinet for sure. You know, or people with, uh, yes, a profile that you haven't seen before, not the old white men, uh, but also people with really cool uh, experience uh, from different areas. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, it's going to be, at Experts. least it's going to start off great. I hope uh, that 
through whatever pressure and events that unfold over the first year or two that it doesn't uh, become, you know, a lot of changing of seats. But I, I don't think it will. I mean, uh, they did it for eight years pretty well. And I think they can get this done for four years. Who knows what happens after four years? That's the next for the next podcast. <laughs> okay, so what's your guess to, to round this up? What's your guess? Is Trump going to walk out of the White House or is he going to, you know, taken to be taken out <laughs> Ooh. take out the president <laughs> they're gonna try to hold his hand and uh he's gonna snap at the hand like uh like his wife um but, but uh, he is going to leave yeah he's going to leave but he's gonna leave with a screaming. story <laughs> yes he's gonna leave screaming he's gonna leave with a story that he's gonna tell for all who want to listen and there are going to be people who are going to listen And there, it's going to last for, I don't know, it's going to last long enough for it, for it to propel his next thing. Whether it's Trump TV, he's, it's Trump TV is going to be founded on the principle somewhere in there that he was removed from the presidency through false pretenses and uh, the media had turned against him and uh, the so forth. There's going to be a list of things. So he's going to have a story that makes him the hero or the victim, we should say in this case, but makes him a hero in the eyes of people. And that's going to propel his next career. Whether it's still in politics, I would be shocked because he has no patience for this. Uh, like, you know, you can't see him in Senate. You can't, he may be running in four years, but for four years, he's going to do something. And I think it's TV because of his obsession with cable, uh, <laughs> cable news. So I see a network coming, but I, yes, I see him leaving the White House, screaming a lot, but, you know, thinking that he's, he's the hero but he if he's doing his own tv i'm not talking about tv show like a tv channel yeah right yeah then he's kind of is in the same business as fox yes and that would make rupert murdoch his well yes and I, that could be part of why fox has made a conscious decision to not be such a trump fan right now <laughs> i mean I'm, i'm spreading a sort of based on nothing kind of rumor, but yeah. you know, what if Trump's idea is to go into the media? Fox kind of knows that. And like you said, they've used what they needed from him and now they're going to make their, go back to their true tested conservative style, but they're not going to be rah-rah for the Trump family, partially to make sure they don't help him as he starts his own media. Unless they hire him, then I'm completely off, obviously. Yeah, and I, I think they really do not like him. <laughs> I mean, he is annoying. <laughs> <laughs> He's really annoying, in case you haven't noticed. Uh -huh. Word around Fox News is, oh, yeah. man, so annoying. Oh, hello, Mr. President. So good to see you. Yeah, they're going <laughs> to be happy when he leaves. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you know, it's also, you know, if you go back to what you said, which I think is a very interesting point about what happens to Trump voters. I mean, if you care, and I do, and, and I think we've said that we do, we don't want to see people killing themselves, harming themselves. Um, Fox has an interesting role in all that. Fox could, as they always have, shape messages that are, you know, manipulative, but they could manipulate it in such a way that um, it's, it's not It's not the story Trump is pushing. It's something else. It's a decent election, goodbye Trump, focus on, you know, the next goals, whatever that may be. Um, Fox has a chance here to actually help, in a weird way, to help conservatives 
off of this Trump addiction that is so, yeah, you can ride high, but you can also crash. And when you crash, it hurts. Uh, so uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm making a story here, but I think Fox could actually be useful in parting with Trump or helping the whole country part with Trump, you know, because they can influence a large chunk of his supporters. They were there before him. I mean, before him as a politician anyway. Okay, so hmm. I think we can wrap it up. Uh, we're going to follow this uh, shit show in the next uh, weeks. It's for sure going to happen. And, yeah. Uh, let's see how it all turns out. What other total landscaping fails exactly. are going to... <laughs> If anything happens, we'll, we'll call a press conference and you know where it'll be. <laughs> if we can get a spot. I mean, if, <laughs> there's a lot going on. But if we can get a spot, maybe on the other side of the fire extinguisher... <laughs> Um, next to the trash, maybe there's a spot for a podium. <laughs> so stay tuned for that. All right. So we'll say goodbye for now. Yeah. Enjoy the new world. Yeah. Goodbye. Bye. Oh my goodness. Wow. All the network. All the network. Do you think we're stupid? Gee, what happened? Do you think we're fools? Wow. Rudy's at the Four Seasons Total. You think we're fools? Wow! Oh my goodness! Wow! All the networks! All the networks! You think we're stupid? Gee, what happened? You think we're fools? Wow! I'm at the fascist press conference At the landscaping business I'm at the combination press conference Landscaping business I'm at the fascist press conference At the landscaping